Welcome to First Formation, spiritual exercise for Christian soldiers looking to get the fuck up and pray. Join Pew Pew HQ every weekday morning to hear the good news through grunts and with grunts in the unity of the Holy Spirit as one church forever and ever. Fall in. Psalm 115 Not to us, O Lord, not to us, but to your name give glory, for the sake of your steadfast love and your faithfulness. Why should the nations say, Where is their God? Our God is in the heavens. He does whatever he pleases. Their idols are silver and gold, the work of human hands. They have mouths but do not speak, eyes but do not see, they have ears but do not hear, noses but do not smell. They have hands but do not feel, feet but do not walk. They make no sound in their throats. Those who make them are like them, so are all who trust in them. O Israel, trust in the Lord. He is their help and their shield. O house of Aaron, trust in the Lord. He is their help and their shield. You who fear the Lord, trust in the Lord. He is their help and their shield. The Lord has been mindful of us. He will bless us. He will bless the house of Israel. He will bless the house of Aaron. He will bless those who fear the Lord, both small and great. May the Lord give you increase, both you and your children. May you be blessed by the Lord who made heaven and earth. The heavens are the Lord's heavens, but the heaven, but the earth he has given to human beings. The dead do not praise the Lord, nor do any that go down into silence. But we, but we will bless the Lord from this time on and forevermore. Praise the Lord. Ezra chapter 9, verses 5 through 15. At the evening sacrifice, I got up from my fasting, with my garments and my mantle torn, and fell on my knees. I spread out my hands to the Lord my God and said, O my God, I am too ashamed and embarrassed to lift my face to you. My God, for our iniquities have risen higher than our heads, and our guilt is mounted up to the heavens. From the days of our ancestors to this day, we have been deep in guilt, and for our iniquities we, our kings, and our priests have been handed over to the kings of the lands, to the sword, to captivity, to plundering, and to utter shame, as, as is now the case. But now, for a brief moment, favor has been shown by the Lord our God, who has left us a remnant, and given us a stake in his holy place, in order that he may brighten our eyes and grant us a little sustenance in our slavery. For we are slaves. Yet our God has not forsaken us in our slavery, but has extended to us his steadfast love before the kings of Persia, to give us new life set up and to set up the house of our God, to repair its ruins and to give us a wall in Judea and Jerusalem. And now, our God, what shall we say after this? For we have forsaken your commandments, which you commanded by your servants the prophets, saying, The land that you are entering to possess is a land unclean with the pollutions of the peoples of the land with their abominations. They have filled it from end to end with their uncleanness. Therefore, do not give your daughters to their sons, neither take their daughters for your sons, and never seek their peace or prosperity, so that you may be strong and eat the good of the land and leave it for an inheritance to your children forever. After all that has come upon us for our evil deeds and for our great guilt, seeing that you, our God, have punished us less than our iniquities deserved and have given us such a remnant as this, 
Shall we break your commandments again and intermarry with the peoples who practice these abominations? Would you not be angry with us until you destroy us without remnant or savior, survivor? O God, Lord of Israel, you are just, but we have escaped as a remnant, as is now the case. Here we are before you in our guilt, though no one can face you because of this. The Gospel of John, chapter 16, verses 16 through 24. A little while and you will no longer see me, and again a little while and you will see me. Then some of his disciples said to one another, What does he mean by saying to us, A little while and you will no longer see me, and again a little while and you will see me? And because I am going to the Father. They said, What does he mean by this, A little while? We do not know what he is talking about. Jesus knew that they wanted to ask him, so he said to them, Are you discussing among yourselves what I meant when I said, A little while, and you will no longer see me, and again a little while, and you will see me? Very truly I tell you, you will weep and mourn, but the world will rejoice. You you will have pain, but your pain will turn into joy. When a woman is in labor, she has pain, because her hour has come. But when her child is born, she no longer remembers the anguish because of the joy having having brought a human being into the world. So you have pain now, but I will see you again, and your hearts will rejoice, and no one will take your joy from you. On that, di- on that day you will ask nothing of me. Very truly I tell you, if you ask anything of the Father in my name, he will give it to you. Until now you have not asked for anything in my name. Ask, and you will receive, so that your joy may be made complete. Good morning, and welcome to the seventh Wednesday of Eastertide. This is Brother Logan Isaac, broadcasting from Frederick, Maryland. Uh, Our readings come to us today from Psalm 115, Ezra 9, and John 16. And uh, there are a couple of long readings, which I actually kind of enjoy. Um, In the Gospel, in John's Gospel, uh, it it was really weird repeating this thing that it begins, I don't know why, with Jesus' saying or quote, a little while and you will no longer see me, and again a little while and you will see me. And it's repeated one, two, three, four, at least four times, maybe five. And uh, you got to wonder, like, do you, why? Why do you have to repeat that so many times? Um, and the... Uh, it made me think of this line from, I think it was The Simpsons. I think it was The Simpsons. Repetition is the key to memory. Repetition is the key to memory. Repetition is the key to memory. And then you say, you know, what is the key to memory? And you say repetition. Um, and so it makes you wonder why this line is being repeated in John's Gospel, you know, so many times in such a short period. Um, and so repetition is not only the key to memory, it's also, um, it signifies importance, like we'll repeat things that we want everybody to know for sure, not just to remember, but also to, to know and to understand and agree with. Um, maybe not agree with, that's a weird way of putting it, but, um, and you think, or I think, that John's gospel was the last to be written. Its theology is more advanced, a little bit more spiritually leaning, it's called the fourth gospel because it's so unique. It's not a synoptic, you know, one of the three synoptic gospels. Um, and it almost didn't make it into the canon because it's so different. Um, but there's this strong Johannine, um, you know, 
uh, body in the in the New Testament that when they decided on what books would be in or as that process was unfolding, you not only do you have a gospel, you also have letters and you have the, the book of Revelation. So the early church thought that it was important, it was unique. I couldn't quite wrap their head around it for a while, but it was important. Um, and it wasn't just because it was repeating things um, from Matthew, Mark, and Luke. It's actually saying a number of new things. Jesus says a lot of things um, only in John that aren't found in the other books. Um, and uh, so clearly the Johannine community uh, that produced these texts thought that this saying in particular was important, um, that, you know, uh, in a little while you won't see me, and in another little while you will see me. It's about the resurrection. Um, and John's gospel is really, um, you know, interested in the resurrection and uh, the spiritual aspects of Christianity. Um, you know, if you didn't get that by, you know, the book of Revelation, then I'm not sure, you know, what will convince you. But um, but this repetition is also something that's done in the military. Um, boot camp is all about, well, I was in the Army, but I'm, I believe it's similar in the Marines and elsewhere. Um, it's about not just repetition, but repetition for importance. Um, you know, the humans typically think that the most important thing to do is survive, to live another day and maybe propagate your, your genealogy or something. Um, and so in order to survive in combat, you have to kind of um, prime your nerves for you know high intensity stress, um, and you know we also have it in our head that you know to survive the other guy must have to die. You know the George Patton saying about like give the other d- dumb bastard an opportunity to die for his country and don't let him give you that opportunity. Um, and I'm not saying I believe that. I'm saying that we think this, and so basic training is not just about learning. You know, rank and structure and order of the military and everything else. It's also about um, acclimating uh, people to do violence. Um, and the the purpose on its surface is good. You know, if you know, life is good. Life is is, is value um, or has value, and you don't want to give up your life unless you do. Um, and the martyrs were happy to do that. Um, and so this repetition thing um, in psychology, it's called uh, classical conditioning, um, where you want a, a certain response to s- certain stimuli. So if somebody is attacking you, you want soldiers to reflexively react with superior firepower. Um, and that's important to the military. I mean, the military, modern military, you know, really is all about you know, winning battles. Um, ancient militaries were simply about order and structure. Um, to say someone was an adult was to say they could serve in the military um, and that and and fight and defend borders and towns and stuff like that. Um, and so, what you know is kind of novel and funny um, in our own day, and that I do through PPHQ, like you know, we're VIR is not just a man, but an an experienced and trustworthy soldier that, you know, they were synonymous because there was no, you know, there was, there was no society in which, you know, a large number of vast majority 
of eligible adults, mostly men, um, that they didn't actually ever have to serve in anything like an armed force. You know, this is a, a new thing to world history where, you know, 90 some odd percent, you know, 98, 99 percent of eligible adults will never be expected to take up arms. Um, that's new in, in all world history, you know, in the last, you know, 100 years. Um, you know, the draft, we talk about the draft as though it's something. I mean, that was just standard. It always has been. In times of war, you, you know, you stand up and you fight. Um, but we have this standing army, this volunteer army, where we incentivize through money and everything else, and it kind of skews our perception of things. You know, the, the tail wags the dog. Um, but anyway, basic training um, is filled, and the military in general, is filled with repetitions, um, you know, saluting and all these you know, kind of social decorum things that you have to remember and do, you learn that through repetition. Um, and its purpose is to reinforce um, structure and order and, and um, the, the kind of clean, uh, seamless working of a large organization. Um, and so the, the Bible clearly knows this. Um, and it's, you know, it's kind of fundamental to human nature. So, of course, you'll find it in the military. Um, this, you know, repetition, and uh, not just for memory, um, but also to signify importance and to actually really embody um, the things that the, you know, this text is trying to get through. Um, you know, your anger will turn to joy, your sadness will turn to joy, um, is the message that John wants to convey here. You're going to be, you're not going to see me and you'll be sad. But in a little while, I'll be back, and you're, you will uh, receive joy, and it'll be never-ending joy. Um, and John knows that Jesus will come back and then ascend, uh, but that to John is not that Jesus will never be with his people, but that he will be with them from heaven. Um, and so this, uh, the, you know, the, the interest of the community to reinforce this point in particular, a little while and you will no longer see me, and again a little while and you will see me, um, was important for, for John's community to, um, to name and to kind of put out there. Um, and that's because the resurrection um, is so important to John. Um, here in the United States and militaries, like survival is important. Um, and so we do these things in the name of survival um, and, but the tools are the same, repetition for memory and importance and to, to make us the kind of people that reflect what our values are. Um, Christians believe in the resurrection. Soldiers are prepared to die. They don't want to, um, but they serve a, a greater cause. And to serve that cause, you have to, you know, you have to win. You have to you know, uh, succeed either in negotiation or, or, you know, if it degrades into outright fighting. Um, and so repetition, as I've said several times, is the key to memory. But more importantly, a little while and we won't see God. And again, a little while and we will see God. Our sorrow is impermanent. It won't last forever. It will lead to joy, not just during the resurrection, but, you know, throughout our lives. Um, sadness, 
is you know the lack of happiness. It's it's fleeting. It will go away. Um, but just as God returns in the flesh in Jesus Christ and does not you know leave us, um, but instead um, is with us from heaven, um, so too our sorrow um, is as fleeting. Um, as a, those moments that that uh, that may come in our life, but will turn to joy just as Christ is resurrected and has ascended, and sits at the right hand of the Father, um, and is God with us even though He is in heaven. A prayer for joy in God's creation it's from the Book of Common Prayer. O Heavenly Father who has filled the world with beauty. Open our eyes to behold your gracious hand in all your works, that, rejoicing in your whole creation, we may learn to serve you with gladness for the sake of him through whom all things were made, your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Thank you for falling into First Formation, where Pew Pew HQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hardy folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. If you like what you've heard, you can participate in one of the three following ways. First, you can support the podcast at patreon.com slash pewpewhq. You can contribute as little as a dollar a month, and you can cancel at any time if I ever piss you off. Second, you can become a co-host by recording a lectionary reading for a future episode. Instructions will be provided, and you don't have to be a grunt to collaborate with pewpewhq in this or any way. Finally, you can also record and send prayer requests of a minute or less. Prayers can be included in the episode, read anonymously if you wish, or kept private for me to pray for off-air. So there you have it, three ways to participate in First Formation. I hope you'll continue to listen, even if I can't convince you to jump in. This has been Brother Logan Isaac, always faithful, always family. Semper Familia.